Welcome to the CAP's CapCast series celebrating our 75th anniversary. This episode's discussion will feature Dr. Paul Bachner, who served as president from 1999 to 2001, and Dr. Bruce Williams, who served as president from 2017 to 2019. During Dr. Williams' term, the board approved an update of the CAP's history for its 75th anniversary, as the last book was published in 1996 for the CAP's 50th anniversary. Dr. Williams asked Dr. Bachner to author the book and he graciously agreed. I wanna start off by talking about why writing this book was so important to the both of you. Dr. Williams, can we start with you? Well, sure. You know, there's so many wonderful memories and activities that happen when you're a member of the College of American Pathologist and participate in all the committees and activities of the college. One of the ones that stood out in my mind uh, over the years was in 1996, when I did receive a copy of a book called The Pursuit of Excellence, The College of American Pathologists, 1946 to 1996. I was very excited to get it, uh, the uh, book. I received it and, and read it over a weekend. It's not very long, but it's just jam-packed full of information that really opened some insights into me into what the college had been through and the members had done. It was uh, authored by Lord Wagner, who, who I knew, who was also a previous president, and he did an excellent job. And I always thought the world of Lloyd, but after this, I even thought more of him. And there were many other authors in here, too. Two of the only ones that stood out to me were John Duckworth and Bill Hamlin, who were both part of the accreditation program, which I grew up in the college in the accreditation program. To read the history after hearing from both of these people and others about what had happened over the years really meant a lot to me. And as I became president, I realized the 75th anniversary wasn't too far away. And I was thinking, you know, it's a shame. We don't need to wait another 50 years for history. So much has gone on in the last 25. We really need to update that book. And I don't know that anybody else had the idea, but that really meant a lot to me. And I went to the board and uh, talked to them about it. They were very supportive of that. And uh, I could think of no one other better than Paul to take over this task. And he's throwing himself into it and come up with a great book to update the 50th anniversary. So that's why I did it, because the 50th minute so much to me. I hope that 75th means as much to all of our members as the 50th did to me. Dr. Bachner, can we hear from you on why you think it's important to capture the content related to the 75th anniversary in the book that you author? Well, history is always important not only in order to understand the present, but perhaps to to prepare for the future. As Bruce says, the previous book edited by, written written and edited by uh, Wagner was a superb history. I, I reread it prior to starting my activities with the current version and Learned, learned a great deal. I, I had known Dr. Wagner. He had been one of my mentors, and I had great respect for him. And uh, although in planning the new book, we, we did a few things somewhat differently, he certainly set a model for, for the new book. And so I've attempted in putting the book together, and I've written a goodly part of it, but uh, several other people have made major contributions uh, to the book and to chapters. In putting the book together, the challenge was to recapture 
some of the past, the earliest chapter in the book, the opening chapter, is essentially a reprise, if you will, of the first book, uh, sort of a reprise of the first 50 years. And then the book is heavily oriented around the missions of the college, laboratory quality, laboratory improvement, advocacy, education, and membership services. And those four pillars, if you will, were the skeletons around which the book was conceived and, and written. Dr. Brackner, what would you say you most enjoyed about writing this book? Well, it's hard because I enjoyed many things. I, I'll start with, uh, I enjoyed finishing the project. Uh, the project took a lot of work, a bit more than Dr. Williams told me in the beginning. But I must say, it was truly a labor of love. There were many things that I enjoyed. I'll start by saying the first staff leader for the book was Liz Kramer, who is no longer with us. And Liz played a major role in getting us started, and her untimely demise came as a, came as a shock. But other members of the staff stepped up to the plate, and I must say, one of the things I enjoyed the most was working with Mary Kay Krauss, who took over from Liz, uh, with Drew Davis, who's the CAP archivist, and an outside uh, writer and editor, Jim Crowley. Uh, Nancy Johnson also was a great help in putting together the chapter on the CAP's response to the COVID epidemic. And uh, Dr. Karcher, who is now the president-elect of the college, wrote the chapter on advocacy. But I think what I probably enjoyed the most was working with other members and other staff who provided material for me. And sometimes the material was merely a conversation about some aspect uh, that I was interested in portraying, or sometimes in giving and providing excerpts and segments of the book. So it was a multifaceted process for me. It took almost three years, really, to have this happen. And it was a daily adventure for me. But now that I'm essentially retired, it kept me off the streets and thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it. I hope that the final product, which I think is in press right now, I know that an electronic version is available to our members, but I do hope that the final product will live up and fulfill all the time and effort that went into it. In looking back over the past 75 years of the CAP, what do you think we've learned that can inform where we go from here? Dr. Williams, can you share your perspective on this? Well, I think one of the things that you have to do, a couple of things, is you've got to be true to your mission. I think we are strongest in the areas that we have the most expertise, whether it be accreditation, laboratory improvement, education, advocacy. And I think if you keep within your expertise, then the products that will come out will reflect that and that you come out with excellent products. And the college has been blessed by numerous staff and volunteers over the years who work jointly to produce products that have been really outstanding for pathologists and for the field of laboratory medicine. And I think if we do that, you can see from the history of how that evolves and how that comes about. 
I think that's a great template for those moving forward in the future is to work collaborative staff and members. I think that's our really our biggest strength of the college too. So we're blessed by so many great staff in Northfield and Washington. And we have so many volunteers from across the United States, really around the world that are experts in their fields and that can produce products that are so beneficial to the pathologist and to medicine in general, and ultimately to benefit the patient. And I think if we keep that as a template, which we can learn from our history, it's something that would be very useful going forward. Dr. Bachner, what are your thoughts on this? Well, Dr. Williams hit the nail on the head when he commented that the important thing to remember always is to stay true to our mission. You've asked me for comments about 75 years. Well, you know, despite the gray hairs that I have, I can only speak to 50 years, not 75. I miss those. But again, the, the college is a unique organization. It is a professional organization in the sense that it serves the needs of our members in terms of advocacy and education. But it also has this huge laboratory improvement arm with laboratory accreditation and proficiency testing, which is essentially the organizational and financial engine that supports so many of the college's activities. And keeping these two arms, if you will, working in a productive and synergistic manner sometimes is a challenge, which I think the college always seems to meet. The unique feature of the college is the intense engagement by a huge cadre of highly intelligent, knowledgeable, practicing members supported by um, a terrific staff. So 75 years from now, when someone reflects on your era, what will you say was your unique contribution to the CAP and to pathology? Dr. Williams, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I, I think 75 years from now, not very many people will be thinking of me and Paul, unfortunately. But I think really the contribution that we give is the contribution that all members give uh, throughout the time. You have to meet the challenges of the time as you see them and address them and try to solve them to the best of your ability to the benefit of a pathologist and to medicine and to other physicians and to the patients. And I think, again, with keeping that in mind, what they'll think back is that we were a strong organization over the past 150 years, that we've had numerous members, some remembered, some most not. But at their time, they produced the product, the work that actually moves pathology forward, that moved medicine forward, and that we continuously kept up to date and continuously kept uh, improving uh, the practice of pathology. And that, I think that's the greatest legacy for the college in the future is that during that 150 years, we never stopped improving. We never stopped trying. We never stopped advancing the practice of pathology. Dr. Proctor, what do you have to say to this? Well, again, to the extent that anyone will remember, uh, specifically my time as president and Dr. Williams' time as president, I, I think I can take some pride in being able to say that nothing terrible happened as a result of anything that I did. Uh, and I can say the same for Dr. Williams. From a personal standpoint, uh, when I look back on my two years as president, 
the things that I, what I look back on with the most pride, if you will, is starting the process of making education a freestanding, independent arm, if you will, of the college, rather than just a support mechanism for laboratory improvement programs. On a personal level, the QProbe program was something that Peter Hawanitz and I developed many, many years before my presidency and was, I think, a very major part of pathology for many, many years and still is. It was a program designed to help pathologists in the beginning to meet certain joint commission accreditation requirements, but turned out to be a management tool of great usefulness during my years as a lab director. I found QProbes very helpful in, in managing a large academic laboratory. So finally, to close out, I'd like to hear from both of you about what advice you have for up-and-coming leaders. Dr. Bachner, can we start with you? Well, I'm taking the word leader in a very broad sense. I, I think you're talking not just about being president, but about being a, an officer or a member of the board, or more importantly, the engine of the college, the committees and the councils. So my, my sense of leadership is a very broad one. And I think, you know, and again, this is going to sound sort of basic and nothing, nothing really new. But uh, obviously, you have to set an example, example in, in, in terms of behavior and your own personal behavior and, and your own dedication to the tasks that you're dealing with. The college is blessed with an incredible knowledge resource base in our committees and councils. And uh, I think any leader has to recognize the importance of listening listening more and talking less and, and taking advantage of the knowledge base and the experience base uh, that's out there. And then the other piece of advice is always to work closely with staff. The members come and go, presidents come and go, leaders come and go, but the staff is always there. And for us to achieve as leaders our goals, if you will, or, or aspirations, the day-to-day -day heavy lifting is done by our staff. And, um, it's important for all leaders to work carefully with them. Dr. Williams, what's your advice for up-and-coming leaders? Well, it's very similar to Dr. Bachner's, as, as usual. I think he's, he's also hit the nail on the head. But there are two sets of leaders. As Paul mentioned, there's the staff leaders and the member leaders. Staff leaders in my tenure, I only had two, Charles Russell and Stephen Myers, and they both did a great job. And I think one of the strengths that they both have is willingness to work with members. The college is different than a usual business in that there's really two sets of folks helping run one organization. And they're very distinct and very different. As Paul said, the staff works uh, daily to improve the college Members uh, work uh, sometimes daily, but mainly periodically at their committee meetings or telephone calls in between in order to help guide and produce the material that makes the college very excellent. So from the professional side, from the leadership side, my uh, advice is a couple of things. One is to work closely with staff because without the staff, you can't produce anything. That's not our day job. The staff is very excellent and uh, very technically oriented. 
and are good at what they do. So that's one bit of advice is work closely with staff. Another one is don't be satisfied. It would be easy to come in and keep on keeping on, maintain what's happened up till then. But if we're going to improve, you have to think outside the box. You have to think strategically and you have to think forwardly as to what is the uh, current needs that are not being met. What could be some potential future needs that we need to start getting ready for? And that happens all the way down to the committee members. A lot of things that come out of the college that are very good start at a committee meeting. And it's not the leadership per se, it's the members who have heard something new or learned something new and, and thinks the college ought to be involved with it. And it takes a while to work its way through the committee and up to the council and then finally to the board where it can be voted on and done. But as Paul said, the committee leaders then and the council leaders and the board and the president have to listen, have to listen to other members, have to listen to their expertise in the fields and listen to what advice they're being given. And so not only do they have to think for it, but they have to be active. You can have all sorts of good ideas, but you have to actually produce something. And that sometimes is the hardest thing to do. I may have snookered Paul into doing this by saying it be an easy ride, but it took three years. But it does take time to do something good. It takes a long time to come up with something worthwhile. It takes a lot of hours and days and years to work through something, to come up with something quality that not only is recognized in our field in America, but around the world as being an excellent product in the field of pathology. So you have to be able to work. You not only have to be able to plan, but you have to be able to produce what you're thinking of. And so uh, my advice to leaders is to enjoy your time in the college. It's a wonderful place to volunteer. It's got a great purpose. It's got great folks you get to know and are, are friends your entire life like Paul and I. But you also have to then be dedicated to doing hard work and to actually producing a great product. And that's the way you get to be remembered, maybe not you individually, but the college over the next total of 150 years. Thank you, Dr. Bachner and Dr. Williams, for this great discussion. CEP members can download the 75th Anniversary History Book, authored by past president Dr. Paul Bachner, on CEP.org. Please visit CEP.org and type in 75th Anniversary into the search function at the top of the site to find the link to the book download page on the CEP's eStore. Thank you for listening to this CAPcast. To listen to our other episodes, find us on the My CAP app, available for CAP members, as well as SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Just search for CAPcast from the College of American Pathologists on these apps. Once you find our podcast, be sure to click the subscribe button so you don't miss new CAPcast episodes.